Hi, it's Candy O'Terry. We are on the road in Palm Springs, California, for this episode of The Story Behind Her Success. So, what's the connection between Sonny and Cher's iconic song, I Got You Babe, and Palm Springs? Well, Sonny was the mayor of this desert oasis to the stars, and in 1990, he launched the Palm Springs International Film Festival. The festival has become one of the biggest and best in the world. I set out to meet women in film, and these are their stories. First up, Ruth Caudelli of Valencia, Spain, the up-and-coming director of the movie Eva and Candela. I started out our interview by asking Ruth what kind of reaction people have had to her movie. We had our first screening and it was amazing. We were a little bit afraid because each screening it's a whole new world. I was a little bit afraid, but at the end of the movie, the reaction was so good. There were people uh, outside waiting and they uh, congratulate us. So it's been great so far. There's so much blood, sweat and tears that goes into making the movie end up on that screen. Yes. Does it feel like forever? Yes. For me, I think I grew up like 10 years from when we shoot it. My next question has to do with your writing. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a way of expressing themselves. I remember interviewing James Taylor, and he told me that for his songs, he gets ideas, and he writes them down on little pieces of paper, and then he sticks them in his pocket, and then he puts them all out on the table, and it turns into a song. Where do your stories come from? My stories come from something personal, in this case, it's uh, from relationships that I had, from relationships from friends or uh, people close to me. So it's from inside. They, they come from inside. So if you are a friend of Ruth's, you might end up as a character on the screen? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> That's possible. <laughs> so what is the message of this movie? Can you give us just a quick little synopsis of the film? And of course, that'll make everybody want to go out and see it. Evan Candela, it's the story about two women and how sometimes relationships are so nice at the beginning. What happens after that? I mean, what happens when the routine comes in? What happens when everything is not as good as you imagine and you start to grow in different ways? That's what the, the story is about. It's about how love changes through time. And we have a, an important message with the movie that it's, it doesn't matter who you are. In this case, it's Evan Candela, the human being. We want to make clear that this movie is universal and it doesn't matter that they are two women. It's a story about human beings. I hate labels. So for me, it doesn't matter who you're with. You're a person and you're different in thousands of ways. So I hope that we're one step further. When you walk into a theater and they're screening your movie and you sit down and there it is on the big screen, how does that feel? I hate it. In in fact, I'm not watching it anymore because I get so nervous. I have a stomachache. So now I prefer to stay uh, outside the theater and then go inside. And then take everybody's congratulations. Okay. Um, Let's hope. Here's the big question, though. Is that because you're hard on yourself? When you look at the movie, do you say, oh, that's the wrong angle or I should have done that? Are you hard on yourself as a person? Yes. 
I believe that we as people change. Every day we are changing. This movie was shot two years ago. I'm not the same person that shot that movie. Now, of course, if I make it today, it would be very different because I'm a different person. Hey, look who's just come to us. We're here in the director's hey. lounge. <laughs> and Sylvia Verona is hey, here. Hey. She is one of your stars. <laughs> yes, yeah, she is. She plays the role Eva. of Eva. Yes, she oh, is. Oh, can we talk to her for a minute? Of course. All right. Here, hand your microphone to Hi. your star. Hello. How are you? How are you? Oh, I'm good. Tell I'm me, so good. what was it like to work with this lady? Oh, amazing. Uh, I love working with, with Ruth. She's an amazing director. She understands the mind of an actor, so I love to work with her. You know, I've only seen the trailer and I want to see the whole thing, but <laughs> it feels so intimate and so personal. Was that hard for you? Acting is hard. Yes. There's no small character or easy character, I think. With this movie, it wasn't that hard. It was so really fun to do it. I love doing it. Did you click? With the actress who played Candela. Yeah, actually, Candela, um, Alejandra Lara is the name of the other actress. We were friends in, univer in the university, so we met a long time ago. You know, it's funny because when I saw the title of the film, Eva and Candela, I thought, oh, I've been called Candace and Candy and Candida, but never Candela. Candela. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just about to ask Ruth about the greatest skills a director can have. And before I ask her... I want you to tell me what makes her such a good director. Uh, she listens. I think that's the most amazing <laughs> talent that you have. She listens to everyone, not, not only the actors. She listens to everyone. Well, the best to you. Thank you for stopping thank by. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. So we're back to Ruth. Ruth, what makes a great director? I try to listen to everyone. Sometimes it's a little bit difficult because there's lots of things going on, but I try to listen. I am like actor person. I try to make them comfortable with, with me and with the, the crew because the actors are the face of the movie. I mean, they have to be good because they are living a part of themselves in, in front of the camera. They are having real emotions in front of the camera. So I think that that's something that I care a lot about. Let's go back to the very beginning for you. You were born in Valencia, Spain? Yes, I am. Can you tell me a little bit about your childhood? I grew up in a small Mediterranean town. I have to tell I'm a little bit famous there. <laughs> You're famous in your little town. Yeah, I am. Only, uh, four, only four streets and 2,000 people, yes, but, but everybody knows your name. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's amazing. In fact, the town gave us some money for the movie. So they supported you. Yes, they are very supportive, so it's amazing. But it's it's an, an Spanish Mediterranean town, which is... It's, What's it it's famous amazing. for? It's famous for... Film um, directors. Oh, yeah. I set you up for that one. Oh, How did true. you discover <laughs> your love of film? When I was very, very little, I was in a cinema in the town next to mine watching uh, Jurassic Park. Jurassic <laughs> yeah. Park was it's what very, inspired you? Yes. It's very different from what I'm doing now. What do you say to a young filmmaker? And I know that you are also a teacher at university. Yes. What do you say to your people in your class? What do you say to young filmmakers that you wish you knew when you first got started? That they have to keep making stuff. It doesn't matter if it's 
good or not as good, but they have to keep doing. Because of those teachers that I had, I had like seven years that I couldn't write a story because I was so embarrassed. I thought that, that I couldn't tell a story, So, but you can do it. You thought you couldn't tell a story? Yes. How did you get past that? I did a short film. We made a short film also with uh, with Sylvia as well. She's your good luck charm. Yeah, she is. <laughs> and and I realized that I want to tell stories and, and nothing is going to stop me. You know, one of my favorite expressions is baby steps are better than no steps at all. Of course. And I think baby steps are good because you can check while you're walking. <laughs> this is a series on women directors in film. In your opinion... What do women bring to the table that is different from men in the same role? I think we have a different sensibility. It, it's not physical. It's something that we have inside. We, we approach the stories in a different way. I want to keep doing movies. I would like to keep creating stories that I mean love. Finally, what is your definition of success? To be successful is to do what you love. That is very difficult to accomplish because when I finished the shooting of Frank Candela. I was so depressed. I made my dream come true. And what's next? I think when we are little, we are not taught how to accomplish dreams. But it's an amazing feeling. And it can happen just once in a lifetime. Inspiring words from a female director who is passionate about storytelling. And isn't that what makes for a great movie in any language? It's always about the story. So let's meet another storyteller in film, Christina Gallego, co-director of Birds of Passage. Rotten Tomatoes gave the film a score of 91%, and critics have compared the crime saga to The Godfather, Scarface, and The Sopranos. Birds of Passage has been selected as the Colombian entry for Best Foreign Language Film at the Academy Awards. Sitting in the director's chair is a new adventure for Christina, especially since she is co-directing with her ex-husband. I had to ask, what was that like? We started working together 20 years ago when we were in the school, but I think that as Glenn Close says in the um, ceremony of their Golden Globes, I put myself in, in that place of support uh, someone during many years. This is the fourth film that we made together. And in our third film, my input was bigger, was stronger, and we were more sharing the directional things together. So for this fourth film, I decided to be in the direction. Yes, that was the, the start of this creative couple that we, we have been working together for many years. You being a female director, what do you bring to the movie? That is different from the man. Yes, yeah, something that we find very early in the stage of development was that there's many films uh, that have been made about the gangster stories, the gangster world that used to be very male. But as we start in the research and we find that we want to tell this history from the point of view of a traditional society that it's not matriarchal but matrilineal society where the women are very strong in politics, in economic, and in, in the spiritual world, I think I, I find it myself represented through this woman that I want to portray. The movie is called Birds of Passage. Can you tell us the storyline of the film? 
Yes, this is the history of a family between the 60s and the 80s in a period called the Bonanza Marimbera that was the boom about the marijuana and was the first moment of the drug trafficking in Colombia. And it's the rise and fall of, of a family. To do this film and to honor the history, you hired an anthropologist just to be sure that this indigenous people that are at the base of this film, the Wayu, would be represented correctly. Tell us a little bit about their tradition, their heritage, their culture. We want to tell this history from the side of, the, of this indigenous community, knowing that we are not indigenous, but knowing also that this community has something that very well to us and has something that is traditional community, but at the same time a very capitalistic community. They have their own rituals and their own codes of behavior and honor that uh, for us, from outside, it looks like more like a gangster world. So we wanted to make the research, and we hired an anthropologist from the region. It was an Awaju anthropologist who knows very well about the culture to tell us about the rituals and how they perceive the world and how was the history, because this is a history that it's in some books, in some chronics, and, but it's not a, a history that we know. And we had the advice from them, and then when we arrived for the Pre-production, we had the advice from the people from the community. In fact, 30% of your crew was made up of people of the YU culture. What about their sense of justice and vengeance? All of the societies, we need to be protected by, by justice. This is something that is very strange. And when you think that it's a very traditional community, but a very capitalistic society at the same time. They use this war messenger to deal the justice. If you offend me or you offend my family, you don't ask for forgiveness. You have to pay. And this is something that keeps the balance for them. How do you know when you have cast the right people in these roles? Because as a director, do you get the feeling when the actor or the actress auditions for you? Do you say, ah, that's the one? How do you know? When you are uh, doing a casting, you are more than looking for an aspect. Uh, you are looking for a soul. And if there is something that you have in your mind with the character that you are portraying, and this is something that it, it's in the aspect, again, not in the body. It's more in the eyes, in the spirit of that person. In this film, we are trying to find a family and with very specific things in each member. The history of this story has to do with a couple of Peace Corps volunteers who are in this area of where the Waju live, and they are looking for some marijuana. And this family then starts providing it. And then they become, as part of this bonanza, extremely wealthy. And then with the wealth, with the money, comes the destruction, comes the wars, the drug wars. Is that a good way for me to give you a little bit of a synopsis of that? We have marijuana there. We had coca leaf there. These plants was used for other reasons, for medical reasons, for in, in the indigenous communities also. But in the boom of the 60s, the, the war was looking for distractions. 
the cocaine took the place of the marijuana, and these drug lords and these drug wars began. When an (laughs) obstacle is in your path, how do you get around it? With faith. And I think that my strength in this area of film is the connection with my intuition. Intuition, the little voice inside your head. Yes. When you were growing up, did you know what you wanted? First, I started to study business, and very early I knew that that, that was wasn't not my for you. way. <laughs> not creative so, enough, maybe. No, yes, and then I started to go into the cinema school. Storytelling <laughs> is what you do. How do you know a great story? I know when it touched my heart. What do you say to a young filmmaker who might be listening to this conversation today? What's the best thing you could say to a young woman who wants to do what you do? Something that I hear from Scorsese is uh, when you are a teacher, you need to reinforce the confidence. And this is something that was very difficult for me to get. To think that what I was thinking was nice. (laughs) To be brave enough to say what you think. Yes. Not only say, but also take the position to say, okay, I believe this, and I think this, and I'm creating this. When we are connected with ourselves, with our points of view, it's something that the world needs to know now. I want to say thank you so much for telling us your story on the story behind her success, maybe follow your heart. Yes. (laughs) Thank you very much for your invitation. Please support our sponsors. They make this show possible. More than 30,000 families and businesses have trusted TechHelpBoston.com since the year 2000. Dave Elmazian, president of TechHelpBoston, with the reasons why. We like to establish a relationship with our customers, and the best way to do that is see them in their natural setting, so to speak, and that's in their home. We come to you, we work with you on your equipment in a setting that's comfortable for you, and also we can test better that way, because if you have a printing problem or whatever, and we bring it to a shop, it may work great in the shop, but might not work in your home. So this way we know for sure everything is working the way that it should. TechHelpBoston.com. Their experts will come to your home or office to fix your computer same day, next day, and weekends too. Visit TechHelpBoston.com. That's TechHelpBoston.com. Words of wisdom for women everywhere. Be confident and make sure your words are heard. And that brings me to the young woman who is the director of programming for the Palm Springs International Film Festival. Lily Rodriguez was breathing a sigh of relief when I met her at the film office. Lily, welcome to the show. Thank you, Candy. What a fabulous introduction. Hey, (laughs) your office is awesome. I love it. We've got a poster of Clifford and the Nutty Professor. Oh, yeah. Hashtag cinema. (laughs) That's right. That's right. The glory of show business. Sure, yeah. You've just wrapped this year's festival. That must be such a sigh of relief for you and for your team. How are you feeling? I mean, it's bittersweet. You know, you spend months and months. A little sad, but also really, really happy to get some rest. (laughs) A-listers Bradley Cooper, Emily Blunt, Glenn Close, Spike Lee, they were here. And the list goes on and on. Paint us a picture. Opening night. Tell me what that was like. It's a really fun night of just celebration and the people that I'm mostly hanging out with are the the filmmakers who come to the festival, mostly international filmmakers who come from outside of the, the U.S. and who are here and they get to spend one night with us and we get to look at famous people and, and have fun. And <laughs> As I looked around at the films that you screened here at the festival, there's such a salute to women. Yeah. Women filmmakers. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about that. It's important, you know, I think 
I'm a woman who works in film. And so for me, you know, just naturally drawn to these stories. I also work in an environment where even from before, like it's not so much a quota, but it's making sure that you have a balanced program from different perspectives. And women have stories. And their voices need to be heard. Their voices need to be heard. And I think especially because we are working at a film festival that even from before does have space for these stories. People come looking for things that they don't necessarily find in the mainstream. Oscar nominations just came out. What was your reaction? Any surprises in your opinion? I was really, really pleasantly surprised about Yalitza's nomination for Roma, for actress. I think we all kind of knew that Roma was going to go really, really far. But how did you know that? If you're reading about the industry and if you've seen the movie and it's something that both critics and audiences were both really, really loving. And how can you ignore that? It just felt right. They also have Netflix, who was pushing for it a lot. So so no box office. This is Netflix. That's crazy. I mean, they did a little bit of box office. Okay. but So you were really delighted with Roma. Of course. It's one of my favorites of the year. Anything else? The favorite. I love the favorite. I love Olivia Colman. That was a big is, surprise to is, me. Yeah, it's not a tr- more traditional type of pick for the Oscars. But I think they're trying to be a little edgier, which it's very women-centered. And... It's also badass and like, I think it's fun. I think it's great. And I'm really happy that that got it. So what's your prediction? What's your prediction for the big night, February 24th? Gosh, What do you think for best picture? You think Roma? Mm, I'm hoping Roma, but I think Green Book might be up there and Star is Born. So we'll see. I loved Star is Born. I got to tell you. Hey, and it's got Palm Springs connection too, so. That's right. There (laughs) was some filming of that. There was, yeah. They filmed at Stagecoach, one of those scenes where she's singing with Bradley and well, let's talk a little bit then. Let's go back. Let's go in the time machine. Let's talk about growing up in the Coachella Valley. Give me a portrait of your life growing up. Coachella is really different from Palm Springs. Palm Springs is people go there. Got a lot of tourists. Coachella is mostly rural and uh, growing up, there wasn't a lot to do. So I was an indoor kid and I watched a lot of movies. It gets very hot here in the it summertime. It gets very hot. I get 120 Fahrenheit around there. What did you love about the movies early on? My parents were very lenient. They just let me watch whatever I wanted and I'd get lost in it. I loved it. And they also like movies too. So one of the first movies I remember watching was The Exorcist. (laughs) I walked in on my parents. (laughs) I have an interesting Exorcist story. I grew up with Linda Blair. We grew up in the same little town in Connecticut. And her her head does not naturally spin around. (laughs) That's a good thing. What was the message in your house about career, about hard work, about success? My parents, they love us unconditionally. They want us to be happy. So, But I think very early on, like they knew that I was just going to do my thing. And so when you decide to study film and coming from a Mexican background, I mean, not that they didn't understand that you could work in movies, but you're watching movies in school. That's what you're doing. They weren't crazy about the idea. And I, I mean, honestly, agree with them at some point. I don't know. <laughs> Are you bilingual? I am, yeah. And what about your heritage? How mm-hmm. much of that was in your home growing up? I mean, Coachella is like, it's like 99.99 Mexican. I was in Spanish school until I was in like fourth grade. So I didn't actually study in English until fifth grade. Was your mom a good cook? What What oh is the God. best things she makes? You know, the most simplest and best things, just her beans. You know how parents have that one food that just nothing else will compare to it. It's like if simple. you come from a big Italian family, it's all about the yeah. sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the, your mom, it's the, the beans. beans. It's the beans. <laughs> I hear that you also love horror films. Love what horror films, is yeah. that all about? I guess you, you loved The Exorcist when you were a little girl. It what, made, what is they the messed horror me film up. thing? Yeah, they messed me up. They started me off with a, <laughs> with a really good one. I can't go back. 
I think it's because I do love movies and horror is one of those genres where if you don't use all the tools of cinema correctly, it could go really bad. If you're not using sound correctly, if you're not using editing correctly, if you're not using, you know, performance, if you don't use it correctly, it's not going to be a good horror film. Women directors are on the rise. I interviewed a few of them for the festival. Christina Gallego for mm-hmm. Birds of Passage, yeah. Ruth yeah. Cadelli for Eva, Eva and Candela. Yeah. What are your thoughts about these young up-and-coming females directing these big movies? I mean, it's empowering to me too, you know, working and programming. You know, you watch so many things and then when you watch something that is something so great and it's made by a woman and like, I think a lot of people are lamenting, quote-unquote, the death of cinema or like it's going away. It's not going away. It's actually, there's more room for people to make things that are really, really interesting. It's great. Yeah, excited to have them here. There, how many movies did you screen? 226 movies in the festival. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about that whole process because I can't even imagine what that must be like for you and your staff. I mean, I'm sitting in this great big office. What was it like? I mean, you must get hundreds and hundreds, maybe a thousand entries. How does it work? And how do you find the diamonds? Yeah, we have a, a dedicated core of programmers who all work remotely. And they start from, I mean, now our artistic director and some of the programmers are heading off to Sundance to start watching. So there are two ways that we pick movies. They're Uh, Things that we program from outside of submissions or direct submissions. Programmers going to different festivals. Programmers who have uh, relationships with companies who have movies that are coming out in the next year. So they start watching separately. And then we also have submission platforms where we take submissions from filmmakers. So then we watch some of those. And combined, yeah, we're looking at over a thousand movies. Uh, Yeah, it takes a big team. How do you know when a movie's really good? What happens to you? It depends, you know? I mean, the idea of a good movie is also subjective. In programming, my taste isn't always what's best for this festival. It might not be. I wouldn't program a horror film that's incredibly shocking and bloody and stuff because I know it's not right for this festival. So, And are you also trying to look at different genres and sure. make sure that you're being open and inclusive Absolutely. and fair. I mean, how yeah. does that work? You have a lot of slots. You have a lot of taste. You have not so much quotas, but... You want to have a diverse program. Before I was in programming, there was this very romantic idea about a film festivals, and it's like there's a magic to it, and there is absolutely a magic to right, it. Right, for um, sure. But there's also very like calculated. It's a fun process, but it's also sometimes you gotta let go of some of those films that you honestly believe are really good movies, but they just don't fit the bill. You know, so far since its inception in 1990, and here we are in 2019. Many decades of success for the Palm Springs International Film Festival. What's the mission here? I think, honestly, especially right now, I feel like international cinema and the way that the film industry is changing is really, really important right now. And it's really important to have a platform for these films that might not see the light of day otherwise. Film festivals are important because they're not just going to the movies. The idea is that you're coming and you're experiencing stories from other people's perspectives and then hopefully if the filmmakers you're talking about them so it's, it's those conversations that happen while you're waiting for the movie it's people talking to each other it's us talking to the audience that's my favorite part and I think that's really the mission I mean appreciating and, and seeing the world outside of Palm Springs and our own understanding and broadening our understandings through film Short Fest is your baby that's my baby you are the festival director this category is a way for unknown directors to screen their work Why does this matter so much to you? This is where it starts. You know, we had a few films this year in the festival. We didn't know, but they were here at Shorefest a few years ago. It's where filmmakers are cutting their teeth, and it's nice to catch them early on. 
it's one of the biggest short film festivals in the world. So it's giving them a platform so that other industries and other people can see who they are and give them more resources. It's really just a celebration of, of movie at its smallest. Have there ever been moments where someone has come here for short fest and you just say, oh, that person's going to really make it? Sure. Yeah, there's so much talent. And I've done that festival for four years now. Each year, I'm like, I cannot wait to see. I mean, it's a big lineup too. It's 330 movies almost every year, short films. So it's 330 of, I feel, our most exciting filmmakers that are making things right now, at least in the beginning stages of their career. So Oh, it's just, it's invigorating. I it's can really tell nice. by looking at you, this is what really is, floats your it's, boat. It's so much. And it's also really, really fun because we talked about programming. We, you can go anywhere with short films and you program within programs. So the way that we show movies is we show about 90 minute blocks of between four to nine movies. And then you, it's like making a playlist. Like you start them off in one mood and then you take them to this mood and then you close it off with this mood. So it's really fun. You got me wanting to go to short <laughs> yeah, films you next should. year. It's good. What advice do you have for a young filmmaker just trying to make his or her way in this industry? I would say watch movies. That's the first thing. Learn from the greats and learn from the people who are just starting off and just watch movies and, and talk to people. Make sure that if you have an opportunity to go to a festival, just go and talk and learn. I think that's the most important thing, especially starting off. Has your rise here been difficult? Has the path been long and hard? No, actually. I've, Tell me your I story. so hashtag blessed. <laughs> no. Hashtag I, blessed. Hashtag okay. ble- I mean, I'm from the Valley. So I interned here. My path has been very unlike most of the people who are in my position, which so grateful for it. And I've just had really, really great bosses who recognize that I do good work and who want to give me opportunity. And it's all because of my bosses and my work environment. Who has your mentor been? Every single boss that I've had at the Palm Springs International Film Festival has been a wealth of knowledge. And and they've passed that and on they've generously. they've passed it on to me very generously, yeah. How do you feel then about mentoring the people all around you? Oh, I think it's important. I try to. So I understand that it's a big role and I really, really want to. It's important. Thank you so much for being our guest on The Story Behind Her Success, Lily Rodriguez, Palm Springs International Film Festival. Thank you, Candy. I learned so much from Lily, Christina, and Ruth about what it takes to be a successful woman in film. My thanks to Erica Markle at Scenario PR for helping me to set up these interviews. In the end, you know what I've learned? It's all about our determination to overcome obstacles, to get to where we want to go. That's how dreams are realized. And that's what I call success. Thanks for listening to the story behind her success with Candy O'Terry. This is a series with one goal in mind, to shine the spotlight on women doing great things with their lives, We hope these weekly stories will motivate and inspire you. If you'd like to suggest someone for Candy to interview, she'd love to hear about it. Connect with her anytime on Facebook, Twitter, and her website, CandyOterry.com. That's C-A-N-D-Y-O-T-E-R-R-Y.com. You'll find all of these links in the show notes. What's your story?